Hey there, mamas. Welcome back to High Five Motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and today we are going to learn all about summer systems for kids. You know how summers get a little bit crazy and we feel overwhelmed when school gets out and we have all kids at home and we're not sure how to manage our time and what to do to fill in the time for the rest of the summer. Three days ends up feeling like three months long and you just don't know what to do with all the sibling fighting, the craziness of everybody needing mom all the time, mom, 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 right? So today we're just going to kind of dive into summer systems that can help you and your family to have a more enjoyable summer and have it be relaxing and fun all at the same time while creating a little bit of structure to enjoy all of your home nice and clean and enjoy the fun times too. Here we go. mom life. It's worth celebrating. It's filled with opportunities to learn and grow. And we all know there will be little bumps along the way. But why not have fun and enjoy the little moments as they come? I am passionate about finding ways to make the mundane feel more exciting and spontaneous. It's time we put a little more joy and happiness into our roles as wives, moms, and homemakers. I'm excited for us to learn together how to add more meaning and purpose into our lives through the Big Five physical, mental, social, emotional, and spiritual avenues. In a way you could say, let's high five motherhood. This is your host, Kim Montgomery, and you are listening to High Five Motherhood. Welcome back. So there's a lot of things going on with everyone once summer hits. I don't know what it is, but the kids start going crazy, right? They go stir crazy. They're so used to doing their routines and going to school and seeing their friends and all of these normal everyday rhythms that they're used to. Well, now everything has changed and the world is kind of turned upside down a little bit and they kind of aren't sure what to do with their time. So we get sibling rivalry, we get fights, we get disrespect, we get acting out. Um, there's just a lot of things going on. And so we've got to find ways to manage all that and still find some sort of fun and freedom and relaxation in the summer as a family and and together time, even though it's really hard to be together when no one is really happy, right? So I have come up with things that have worked for our family over the years as we try to adjust to the new summer schedule and summer routine. And it does take time. So I can't say this is something that is going to happen real quick and real fast. It's going to be one step at a time, line upon line. You're going to do little bits at a time until you feel accomplished, until you feel like things are going to be okay. Everything's going much better. Nothing's going to be perfect. So kind of step aside from perfection and not look for that as your main goal. The whole point of these summer systems is to help you to manage your time well, your home well, and your family life. And to balance it all along with maybe if you have work or school or other things that you're doing to try to find balance in everything, okay? Number one, make sure to create clear expectations for your children, your family in general, okay? So what this looks like is something like having a family chat, like a family council or family meeting. We've talked about this in many other episodes previously. If you are not sure what a family council is or family meeting, go ahead and look into um, previous episodes because we go all over this. If you know anything about me, we're all about getting things organized as a family and communicating, okay? So have your family meeting together about what the house rules are, what their responsibilities are, possible consequences for maybe poor behavior, 
or possible rewards for good choices and then develop some sort of reward system or chart for their good behaviors, okay? It's important for them to know what your expectations are so they know where the boundaries are, what lines you've drawn, what's okay and what's not, what gets rewarded, what kind of behavior is good and what kind of behavior is not good. When you do this, it sets a clear expectation of what they're supposed to do, how they're supposed to act, how things go in the family and in the home, and it makes it a lot less stressful because there's no guessing game. You don't have to guess what the next punishment is going to be if somebody does something that's not okay. You look to the chart and you try to make different charts for their responsibilities, the house rules, poor behavior, consequences, good choices, reward systems, all of that. You display it everywhere you can. You don't need to display every one of these things all over the house, but something that is important to display in several different places are poor choices and the consequences that follow. It's important for them to know the house rules so they're aware of the things they don't want to get consequences for. But also it's important to have some sort of reward system or chart, whether it be on the fridge, in your mudroom, wherever is like a main hub of your home where everyone kind of gathers together. So they're aware of what they can earn, things they can look forward to, and what they can do to earn those rewards. It's really, really important to focus on positive reinforcement, such as a reward chart, um, a prize box system, something like that, so they can look forward to something and and find reasons of why it's a good idea to obey, why it's a good idea to follow the house rules, and to make life just happier, okay? So that is probably one of my biggest things that I found is it's important to set those clear expectations because a lot of times we think they know all of these things we expect them to do, but a lot of times they honestly just don't or they need to be reminded. And so it's helpful to have some sort of visual aid or something that's typed up if they can read well um, and display it throughout the house so that they are aware of what their expectations are and how they need to be acting so that it's a lot more clear of what is going on, what mom expects and dad expects and how they should act. Also, it's important to establish routines. If you have not established routines from your morning routine, your um, evening routines for you personally, that needs to happen before you get into all the stuff with your family. You have to be able to have your self-care taken care of before you take care of others. Okay. So that's going to be another side note. But Once you've established your own routines, it's important to establish routines for your children. They need to have a morning routine that they're used to, different things that they're supposed to um, do in order to, say, have breakfast or play or learn, rest, whatever it is that you are wanting to reward them with. And the same thing for the evening. It's important for them to have an evening routine as well. So there's kind of these bookends to your day that help kind of frame the entire day. Okay, so this is this is your framework for your day for any human being. They need to have a morning and evening routine to kind of set them up, up for success. So if you can find ways to structure your days with lots of freedom and flexibility, but also not rigidity, but a rhythm, a balanced rhythm and routines that help everything to kind of ebb and flow throughout the day. You know when you have different things happening throughout the day. For example, a big routine that you can kind of have it stack off of are your meal times. Every time, you know, we wake up and get our stuff done, then we have breakfast. 
And later in the day, we'll have lunch. And later in the day, we'll have snack. Later, then we'll have dinner, right? These are things that are already happening every day. We have to eat, you know, so it's something that you can already stack things with. For me and my kids, we do the big five every morning before they can have breakfast. You can choose what your big five are, but that can be an easy thing. And you can do something like putting, you know, a handprint of one of the kids or something, you know, draw around their hand or whatever, and then have them write the five things that they need to do each day before they go down for breakfast. Whether that's clean their room, make their bed, do their chore, brush their teeth, do their hair, get dressed for the day, like whatever your things are that you want them to do, read their scriptures, say their prayers, you know, anything like that. That's something that you can do to kind of get them motivated to have an independent morning routine. So you're not having to be on top of them for all those things, but they know what's expected of them in order to go downstairs to have breakfast. They have to have certain responsibilities accomplished and finished before they go have their breakfast. If you want freedom as well as time to relax, rejuvenate, um, but you also want a clean home and you want responsible, obedient, and creative children who are thriving in life, it's not perfection we're striving for. And I think that's something we really need to understand is that kids, they have their own choice and accountability. You cannot force them to do any of this stuff. This is all things that you provide for them You provide the structure, you provide the boundaries, the balance, the expectations, all of these different things, the responsibilities they're supposed to do. And then you have to give it to them and let them decide if they are going to do these things or not. And then you have clear consequences if they choose not to follow them, but you also have clear rewards that they can have if they do choose to follow suit, right? So it's just a schedule routine's in a nutshell, are just a schedule to live by without the rigidity, okay? Not everything has specific timestamps. It's more of when-then statements. So when they wake up, then they make their bed. When they get their five big or big five done, then they can have breakfast. When-then statements are going to help everything to ebb and flow better in the summer because timestamps are a lot harder in the summertime when we want to be more relaxed and chill. We may not get up the same time every single day. We may not have lunch at the same time every single day. Even though we strive for it, things happen, right? We're out having fun at a splash pad, don't realize what time it is, and then we got to come back and we are not even having lunch till one o'clock in the afternoon. Things happen. And it's okay for it to be more relaxed in the summertime. I just think the point is, is for us to do our best to try to strive for certain times during the day when we have main things happen, like a mealtime, but to not worry so much about the timestamp, worry more about when I do this, then I'm going to do this. Along with is to name it daily, just like we've talked about in previous episode having to do with meal planning. You can also name it daily and set up a weekly plan one day at a time and repeat it weekly. And what I mean by this is each day of the week, you can choose something that goes along with that day and create some sort of theme to make it an enjoyable day, but do something similar every single week. So for example, Mondays, you could do a make it Monday. I'm sure you've seen these, you know, summer schedules all over Pinterest and things like that. And you can come up with your own. Don't feel like you have to do what Pinterest is doing, but it is a good idea to have some sort of theme If you don't have any sort of structure yourself, this is a great way to build structure and to start somewhere. And you can always 
modify it and make it what you want it to be. Make it Monday would be a day where you can make crafts. You can go make some cookies for somebody. You can learn how to make a meal today together or make some sort of project. Anything that has to do with making something you could do on Mondays, okay? Or you could do like a meal prep Monday and everybody helps pitch in for meal prep and menu planning or whatever you want to do, right? There's different things you can do for each day. So we've come up with some ideas as a family. We were trying to think, okay, what could we do? You're going to hear my notebook. I'm just opening up to the page. (laughs) So here's a few ideas that we came up with as a family. Stillness Sunday. This is a day where we choose to rest and we choose to rejuvenate and focus on God and religion and family time. And so we just kind of decided we'd call it maybe Stillness Sunday. That's still something that's in the workings of what we're going to quote name it. But we know on Sundays we try to keep the Sabbath day holy, focus on God and family. So that's kind of our Sunday word. M can be make it Monday, whether we are making cookies for someone, doing meal prep or menu planning, making a craft, whatever. We're, We're trying to make something on Mondays. Tuesday, we thought maybe we could do Tourist Tuesday and we could go act like a tourist in our town and find something exciting to go see, find some adventure, something new that is around us that maybe we just kind of didn't really think about. It it didn't seem like something that would be really cool, but maybe it really is awesome. You know, act like a tourist in your own city or maybe do like a day trip to go do something fun that's maybe not super far away, but far enough away to feel somewhat like a little mini vacation, you know, something like that. And then we thought about maybe doing Water Wednesday um, or Wacky Wednesday or what's that Wednesday where you learn about new things, whether it be like bugs and nature walks and things like that or what's that and you learn about books and, um, you know, I don't know, research something or wacky Wednesday where you just do really fun, silly things. You can, you know, maybe play with Play-Doh and make it all quirky or do things with kinetic sand or some sort of fun artistic thing. You know, you could do whatever you want. These are just some ideas, right? Thursday could be thankful Thursday or thinking Thursday, thoughtful, throw it out or toss it Thursday. So you could have it be a declutter day and everybody works on decluttering something. So it's toss it or throw it out Thursday. You could do Thoughtful Thursday where you're trying to serve someone or be kind or write a letter to someone. Thankful Thursday, finding ways to be grateful and show gratitude, whether that be gratitude journaling or um, saying thank you, giving a thank you note to someone and some um, cookies or whatever, right? Thinking Thursday, it could be something where you are learning something and you're thinking about things that you want to learn more about, right? It could be anything. It just literally just the world is open to you. You can do whatever you want. These are just some fun ideas to get you started. Friday could be fancy Friday and you all go to a fancy restaurant on Fridays, or it could be, you know, your fun outing Friday and you could go do something fun as a family. It could be foodie Friday or food truck Friday. Maybe there's a food truck thing that you have in your area and you go to a different food truck every Friday or whatever. You know, you can do um, for Saturday, you could do Super Saturday or Scenic Saturday. You go for a scenic drive or you find a scenic place to go visit. Um, Sunday Prep Saturday, you get everything ready for Sunday. So Sunday can be a relaxing day. You have a silly Saturday and you go do silly fun things. Maybe do a puppet show together or do, I don't know, 
make silly faces and take pictures and send it to family members. I don't know. You could just do something that doesn't have to be crazy. It doesn't have to be expensive. In fact, it can be free and it can be at home. It doesn't have to be out and about, but it can be if you'd like it to. And that just gives you a little more structure so that every, um, you know, Monday, you're going to do something that you make. You're going to make something on Mondays. You're going to go on a trip on Tuesdays. You're going to swim or do splash pads or something wet, water balloon fights, whatever on Wednesdays. You know, you can come up with things on your own to create a little more structure, or you can decide to not have it rhyme at all and make up your own words and your own themes that have nothing to do with the actual particular day, like go to the park Thursday or like, so Thursdays are park days, Tuesdays are library days, Wednesdays um, are pool days or swimming days or whatever. Um, Mondays are the day we go and and do something social and, and do a play date or whatever, right? So you can come up with just some fun things just to make it a little bit more enjoyable. And it kind of takes the guesswork out of thinking what the heck you're going to do every single week. You just kind of already have a framework to work with. And you know, you know, on Tuesdays, I know I'm going to plan play dates. So every Tuesday, I'm going to leave this block of time open so that I can invite people over or go over to someone's house or go do something with some friends, right? So it just kind of gives you a little more structure, a little more of a breather. So you don't have to think through every little thing, right? Okay. Number four, help them create goals through daily planning. So we as moms try to do our best. I mean, if that's something that you're into, right? Obviously, if you're listening to this episode, you're interested in an organization because that's something that we talk about in systems and things, right? So we ourselves as moms, we try to plan for the whole family and ourselves try to create the schedules and get everything organized that way. But little do you know, but it's really important for kids to learn those time management skills as well and to get organized too. So you can grab a notebook or a journal, daily planner, whatever for each kid. And it can literally be a 99 cent store item. It does not have to be expensive. You can even take some printer paper, staple it together and call it good. It doesn't have to be a big ordeal to make some sort of journal or notebook or planner for them to work with, right? You are going to have them write out, quote, the big five goals you expect them to accomplish daily, okay? So one thing to focus on with this idea of teaching them about planning is we work hard, then we play hard. If you have them play hard first, the work will never get done. You have to have some sort of um, something for them to look forward to, okay? Some sort of bribery in a sense, right? If you work hard, then you can do this. If you get your chores done, then you can do this. If you work on your responsibilities, then you can play, right? So, the big five that we've come up with for our children is one, work, two, play, three, learn, four, serve, and five, rest. You can do these in any order that you want. You can omit some if you want, or you can do all five, however you want to do it. But for us, it's worked really well to have the big five for our kids. So one, they plan their work schedule. When their chores are happening, their responsibilities, we give them a boundary, a time frame when they need to get it done in, and they put that in their schedule. That's something that's really important for them to know that that needs to get done first. But then the other things they can kind of decide when they would like to do them throughout the day as long as their work gets done first. So play. This is going to be a high energy activity where maybe they do something as like a physical activity. They're getting outside. They're being social. That kind of stuff is going to happen in the area of play. Learn is going to be independent educational learning or 
play or lessons, um, whether that be like piano lessons on an app or um, creative play in the loft or, you know, playroom, whatever. Um, It could be a time where they draw or color or where they are doing some sort of educational activity, whether that be on an app, whether that be um, in like a workbook, like a summer workbook, so they can learn some things, whether that be that they're reading, whatever you'd like to do in the learn, they kind of plan what they want to do to learn something new that day. And then serve. How can they help someone or serve someone that day? Whether that be friends or family or neighbors, what can they do to be a big helper? Five is rest. So this is their time where they can plan their chill time, um, their downtime, their screen time, maybe low energy activities could even be reading, even if they, you know, you could put that in learning, but you could also put it in rest. Just low energy activities is going to be your restful um, goals, okay? But sleep, bedtime, naps, those are kind of a little more rigid. Mom sets those boundaries. So they have to abide by the sleep rules of when they go to bed and the time they get to wake up. But everything else they kind of get to decide unless they're younger, then we do have to decide on nap times, right? So sleep times, there's boundaries, but everything else they can kind of decide as long as it all gets done throughout the day, right? All of their five gets done throughout the day. So they can't spend eight hours resting, right? Or six hours learning or things like that. They need to have balance. So they've got to be able to have time for work, play, learn, serve, and rest each day. They're big five. So that would be for them, that would be five time blocks, five time blocks throughout each day and they get a planet. Now you can start with their morning and evening routine and just get them to start planning that out and writing the things that they need to do to accomplish their daily tasks, right? Write down their their big five for the morning that they have to get done before breakfast and then write down their um, what they're going to do within each of their big five blocks and things like that. Okay, so you can call it whatever you want. It just works for us with high five motherhood. <laughs> we do a lot of big five things um, and it's easier for them to achieve it because it's only five things that they have to do. I know this sounds like a lot and you may be feeling overwhelmed, like, how am I going to get all this in? This is crazy. I just want to have a relaxing, chill summer. Hold on. Let me finish these tips. And at the end, we'll wrap it up and help everyone to understand that overwhelm is not what we are looking for. We are looking for to be a Patricia, a Patricia planner or a Patty planner, whatever you want to call it. And the overwhelmed Olivia is what we want to let go of. Okay. So try not to get overwhelmed as I'm giving you these ideas of how to structure your summer. Just realize that there's a lot of ideas I'm going to present to you, but you ultimately decide what's going to work and what's not going to work for your family, what you're willing to take on and what you're willing to omit. Okay. These are things that have worked for my family, but we may not do them all at once, all at the same time. And maybe habit stacking time and time again, little bits at a time until we've created the routine and the rhythms that we want to succeed during our summertime. Okay. So just take that into consideration. Realize that you don't have to do all this all at once. You take one bite at a time, like just one bite, very simple line upon line, right? Just like the scriptures say. Number five, prioritize ways to help them thrive instead of just survive this summer. Okay. Here at High Vibe Motherhood, we are all about getting out of that survival mode and learning to thrive, like really, really thriving in motherhood, homemaking, wifehood, work, 
life, everything balanced, right? It's important to prioritize some of these things that I'm going to tell you. You can decide what is really important to you and what is not. But these are the some of the things that we have prioritized in our family because it's kind of some of our non-negotiables that really need to happen, okay? So one is we need to get grounded, be in nature, and have a change of scenery every week, if not every day, okay? It's important for us. We are a big outdoor family, and we need time in the sun. We need time in nature. We need time to just have our feet on the ground and just enjoy being barefoot, right? So for us, that activates our happiness when we can be together as a family doing something that is just a change of scenery. And we love the change. We thrive on it. Some people are different and that's okay. But for us, we like to activate our happiness through getting grounded and having a change of scenery, okay? We also like to activate our kids and ourselves like with connections, meaning relationships, okay? So spending one-on-one time with each child and giving them the opportunity to create relationships, social interactions with friends, family, neighbors, etc. okay? So activate their happiness, activate their connections, and then teach them or get them in lessons or summer camps or something to activate their minds, whether that be teaching them some sort of summer school type stuff, homeschooling, um, little lessons. It doesn't have to be anything big, right? We're focusing on that learning time and you have a very focused, very, um, I don't know, lack of a better word, but like laser focused time where you maybe only spend a half hour to an hour on anything you want to teach and help their minds to learn and grow. But then the rest of the day, you have tons of other things you can do. It doesn't have to be learning for eight hours for them to get something. Also, children learn best through play a lot of times. So don't feel like it has to be so structured that you're sitting down and writing everything out and reading a million books and all the things, right? It just needs to be simple. Teach them our ABCs. Teach them how to write their name. Teach them how to build something with Play-Doh and and do sensory activities, right? It doesn't have to be crazy. It can be something fun, but educational at the same time, okay? So activate their minds. You can get them involved in things like lessons, whether that be piano lessons, sports lessons, swim lessons. Um, They can get involved in some sort of camps, whether that be, you know, like soccer camp, dance camp, all the things, right? There's tons of options of things that your kids would want to be involved in. You just have to ask them, what is it that you want to be involved in? What matters to you? And have that in your family council, figuring out what are some things you want? What's your summer bucket list items that are really important to you that you want to do this summer to enjoy and have fun, right? So after you activate their happiness, their connections, their minds, it's also important to feed the kids. (laughs) This is where we activate their bodies, okay? Hangry kids are no fun. (laughs) Neither are hangry moms, so feed yourself too, right? Structure your meal times and snacks, though. Make sure that the kitchen is not a 24-7 open buffet, okay? It's not this open bar for everybody to come get whatever they want, whatever they want. It's not an open snack bar. If they graze all day long, they're not going to eat really good meals. They're going to be constantly hungry, eat you out of house and home, and you're going to have a really high grocery bill. Not to mention cranky kids because all they're getting is sugar and carbs. Like, they're not – I mean, sugar and carbs are the same thing, but you know what I mean. Very simple – sugars is what they're getting versus nutrient dense meals that are actually going to sustain them long enough to wait to the next meal, right? For your budget, for your sanity, (laughs) 
or healthy children that are thriving, it's important to have a balance and have boundaries of when the kitchen is open and when it is closed. So when we have breakfast, everybody can eat, everybody can clean up, but once breakfast is put away, the kitchen is closed until lunchtime. Unless you have toddlers, then you would have maybe a a mid-morning snack as well. The kitchen for us, it's a kind of a boundary and a rule that we've set in our home that they eat at mealtimes and at snack times when mom is there and they are able to ask what they can have. They know what they're able to have without mom's permission. They know that what they're able to have with mom's permission. And they know when our structured meal times are and they have to stick to those. The pantry is not open unless it's snack time and only if mom is in there and you're asking her what you can have so that we're not just going free for all on the pantry. It's important that they learn what they can have on their plate, fruits, vegetables, carbs, proteins. We need to have a balance of all these different micro and macronutrients, right? That's how you're gonna have them activate their bodies in the best way, not to mention having good sleep and setting a good schedule for when they go to bed and when they wake up. Even in the summertime, yes, even when you want to relax, it's important for them to get adequate sleep so their bodies are rested and are able to be healthy and strong. They need good sleep more than you would think, especially with how hard they play in the summertime. Make sure they have a good evening and morning routine with their sleep and wake schedules. Okay. Last but not least, activate their souls or their spirits, however you want to say it. This is where we activate like their spirituality. Okay. So help them learn about Jesus and his word. Teach them about how to be a righteous disciple of Christ. Teach them about scripture, right? It's important for them to get spiritual enlightenment, get times where they are attending church, when they are having scripture study, Bible study, youth group, Bible study, whatever together, whatever your religion is, give them time to learn about God's word, to learn about God, to get excited about the scriptures, right? To get excited about the stories that are there and to learn about, you know, the prophets of the past and the ones that we have now in our day. Like there's so many good things that they can learn, testimonies that they can, the testimonies can be strengthened, right? And This also helps them to develop their own thoughts and opinions on religious matters as we teach them and let them kind of decide for themselves what they think, what they believe, and and all of those good things, right? So it's good to activate their souls too. Real quick, let me just kind of wrap up that prioritizing ways to let them thrive instead of just survive the summer. So number one, activate their bodies. Two, activate connections. Okay, that's social interaction. That's their relationships with others. Three, activate their minds, help them to learn and thrive and grow. Number four, activate their spirits and their souls. Help them to learn about Jesus and his word. And then five, activate their happiness, their emotional part of their life, right? Help them to get grounded and enjoy nature, a change of scenery, whatever activates their happiness. You know, if they if they love to express themselves through dance or through art or through music, whatever it is that makes them excited and and gets them feeling alive, do that, right? Activate their happiness, that emotional part of them that needs to thrive. So those are another big five that you can prioritize to help them thrive, right? Big five to help them thrive. I'm going to write that down. I love that. (laughs) Remember that big five to help them thrive. Thank you so much for listening today. We have actually more of this episode that is going to be coming up this week and maybe some of next. It needed to be split up into several different episodes. So we're going to give you another cliffhanger (laughs) and get excited to hear the next one or two episodes following this. So this is part one of two or three episodes. Enjoy your week and have a happy summer with your family. Thanks for listening. 
All right. Until next time, go on over and check us out on our Facebook group at High Five Motherhood Mamas Group, or come on over and hang out with us on Instagram at High Five Motherhood. For more mom life hacks, homemaking, productivity and time management tips and tricks, organization ideas, recipes, meal prep and planning and more. Okay. There's so much information on there that you can enjoy in between each episode. Thank you so much for listening and don't forget to click subscribe so you don't miss an episode. And if you found value in today's episode or from this podcast in general, take a quick screenshot of this podcast and share it on your stories on Instagram or post it on Facebook. Cause remember sharing is caring. <laughs>